The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello, and welcome to Cast of Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Anwar Starwin. What's going on, Anwar? Hello, everyone. Glad to be here to give you some good news. The news is always good when Cast of Strong Style is on the airways. (laughs) (laughs) Cast of Strong Style is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find the CSPN on the web at CSPN.com. U.S. So here we go, Anwar. We're back to talk about the quarterfinals of this year's New Japan Cup. It's been a great tournament so far. We're about to talk about a very high-level match in this quarterfinal round. So we start off with Yoshihashi facing off against Chase Owens. Chase Owens, he holds the biggest upset in the first round. So he goes in against Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi super kicks Owens, but Chase hits a rebound lariat for two count. Yoshihashi counters the jewel heist, and he hits a lariat. You get a kendo stick shot by Gate by Jado, but that hits Chase Owens. Yoshihashi takes Jado out, then he hits a running meteora, and the butterfly lock follows. Chase Owens fights, he escapes, and he hits a back elbow. We get another lariat by Yoshihashi. Kamor Karma follows the Lariat, and Yoshihashi picks up the win. I believe that was the first time he's done Karma since he came back. Mm, yeah, I think from you're his right. injury. I was like, I guess, and some one of the announcers pointed out that he's finally getting confidence again, certain being able to do certain moves. Um, I didn't, I didn't really rock with that first round match with Yoshihashi, but. Second round match was an improvement, and it was nice to see Chase like in another really good profile match. Yes, he lost, but it's no it's, it's no shame losing in the second round. And plus, he already achieved his accomplishes goal. He got the title shot for the U.S. title, so good good on Chase. All right, next matchup in the quarterfinals, we see Taiichi facing off against Ishii. Taichi counters the Brain Buster and connects with a low blow and the Ghetto Clutch for a good near fall. Taichi misses the super kick. We get an Enziguri by Ishii and he hits the Sliding Lariat for a two count. The Vertical Drop Brain Buster from Ishii connects. That is a wrap. Taichi is done and Ishii is moving on to the next round. Well, like, what are the, like, this is. Probably the best match I've seen from Taichi during this, like, as far as singles base, because he really brought that hand, brought the fire in this match, and it was pretty cool to see him, like, when Ishii challenged him, come on, hit me with the thing, hit me, hit me, hit me, and he drives, hell no, I'm not going to hit you, I'm going to beat you on my own terms, you're not going to force me to hit you with this, it was just... Hey man, if I that that Tai Chi is definitely deserving of being in G one. Like, give me that Tai Chi any day. He really, he, like, he really brought it. It'll definitely look like a disciple of 
um, Toshiaka Kawada, like, because, yeah, that's that was some real raw. Like, that's that's the, that was one of the best matches of, like, tournament thus far. Just can he do that on a consistent basis? Him and Sonata, they have the same issue. They kind of rise and fall to the level of their competition or where they are on the card that night. And that's something they've got to break. You're right also, but some people could be like, those guys are smart because not all matches are equal and not all opponents are deserving of that level of effort. So you got to go into business for yourself, I guess, if you really think about it, because your body only has so many bumps. And especially when you're working that particular style, yeah, you kind of got to be smart. But as a person who wants to see people bring their best all the time, it's like it's frustrating with them, too. And I think that I think the thing that Tai Chi has over Sonata is he has more charisma that you see on a consistent basis. So I mean, but Sonata has that technical aspect a part of him and athleticism. You just would like to see him put it all together more. I don't know. He has they they're gonna have to want to be better on a consistent basis. Nobody else can want it for them. But when they're gone and when they're really game, I'm always here to watch their matches. Next matchup, Lance Archer faces off against Will Ospreay. Lance Archer looks for the blackout. It's countered, and the Robinson special lands for Osprey. Osprey cradles up Lance Archer for a two count. We get the Oz cutter by Osprey, but that only gets two count. Osprey is shocked. He hits the hook kick, and he looks for the Stormbreaker, but Lance Archer fights it off. Will Osprey lays in some kicks, but... Lance Archer finally catches him with the blackout, and that gets an awesome near fall. Lance Archer follows up with chops, and he sets Will Ospreay up on the top turnbuckle and follows him upstairs. Ospreay fights off Lance Archer, and the cheeky Nando's kit connects, and then the Stormbreaker follows, and Will Ospreay gets the win. I really, I really like how he set up for him. So how he set up Archer to get the Stormbreaker. Uh, you were you went exactly where I was about to go. It's very creative. I was like, I didn't expect it. And in 2019, I was not expecting that type of effort out of no Lance Archer. But KES been put on ice for the most part. But those dudes can wrestle. They got charisma and ability to go in ring. They just need more opportunities in I would not be mad someday if it's Osprey versus Archer in a never championship defense. Cause I mean, this match, this match shocked me because I was not expecting this quality of match from them. I was just expecting, okay, Will's gonna barely survive and win, but it's an awesome match, man. They just take pride and they had one of the better matches in the company thus far. Oh yeah, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. So Mikey Nichols, he gets a chance to go up against Okada. Both men work into counters, followed by the million-dollar dropkick from Okada. The Rainmaker is countered into a spinebuster, and the Sliding Lariat gets a two-count. Mikey Nichols, he heads up top, and he does a moonsault for a two-count of his own. Okada fights back, and he hits his head scissors, and then he hits the Spinning Rainmaker. The Rainmaker proper connects, finishing off Mikey Nichols, and Okada is moving on to the next round. Um, 
it, it felt like the crowd was trying to get a feel for Mikey during the match, and it took them maybe late to mid to mid to late in the match to like somewhat have a respect for him. To you just can't have anybody off the street just coming in there and just go toe for toe for it like Okada and expect the crowd to be like, "Oh, this is realistic." But Mikey did a hell of a job, and I think even the crowd, some of the crowd started to buy him, buy into him at the end of the match. But yes, he doesn't have uh, like a developed character and motivation yet. But as far as just in the ring, he he held his own, man. So I liked the match. I know other people didn't, but hey, man, I respect your reasons for not liking him. But I did. I digged it. Yeah, it was a good match. You know, it started a little slow, like you said. You know, they had to kind of work and feel into each other in the crowd as well. They had to get uh, uh, an established look at Mikey Nichols going up against Okada. It's not easy to get cheers versus Okada, you know, or get people into you when you're wrestling Okada as an unknown to start out with. So I thought they did pretty well by the end of the match. And by the end of the match, Mikey Nichols definitely had a better uh, following when it came to the Japanese audience. And, you know, they'll have a lot more respect than being to his next set of matches, I think. Yep. The ace, Tanahashi, he faced off against Taguchi in what was dubbed Ace versus Ass. <laughs> Taguchi fights off the clover leaf, but Tanahashi hits the slam, and the Sentom is stopped with an ankle lock from Taguchi. Tanahashi escapes, they work into counters, and Tanahashi hits the twist and shout. Taguchi hits a suplex, then he hits another suplex, and both men are down. Taguchi pops up, and he's fired up. The Bumier connects for a two count. The tiger, the tiger suplex follows, but Tanahashi kicks out. Tanahashi counters the Dodon, but Taguchi cradles Tanahashi for a two count, and he locks on the ankle lock again. Taguchi hangs on. Tanahashi fights. Taguchi drops down, and he keeps on the hold. Taguchi rolls through. Tanahashi, excuse me, rolls up Taguchi. He rolls through the ankle lock, and he gets a cradle for a two count. Taguchi cuts off a sling blade with an enziguri, and then he runs into the sling blade. Another sling blade from Tanahashi follows, and that gets a two count. We get the dragon suplex from Tanahashi, and that finally finishes off Taguchi. It was. Do you feel like Taguchi got more like offense than um, Kushida did versus Tanahashi? Mm, I don't know. I have to go back and watch the Kushida match again because this match is more fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to kind of go back and kind of compare. I, you know, it's hard to say without going to watch and, and see it. I, I think that whenever he goes up and wrestles heavyweights, that they all give Taguchi a lot. He, he always has a, a really good showing. Yeah, because really he's barely a, a junior heavyweight. Right. It makes actually sense. All right. So, yeah, I thought it was. I thought this was fun. Uh, Taguchi <laughs> got the crowd definitely more on Tanahashi's side when he put him in the cloverleaf. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was just boo. Yep. Yeah, that was good stuff. He was just. It was just a really good, nice match. I like Sirius Taguchi when he shows up. Because Sirius Taguchi usually just delivers pretty good matches. So, 
this was just another good match. I like that um, Tsugushi got went out on that dragon suplex, though. Yeah, that's the one thing I like about New Japan that's always been something that's been fun about them is that people win matches with alternate finishers. You know, mm-hmm. you may have two or three different finishing moves. It's not always the main finishing move every time. You know, somebody may have you scouted and you can't, you know, go to that one. So you may have to go to a secondary or even a third option when it comes to some wrestlers. So I always think that keeps the finishes fresh and and the pin can happen at any time, which is a good thing about New Japan. You're right about that. So, five-star classic, Kota Ibushi against Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. counters the jig and tonic into the European clutch for a two-count. A big palm strike from Ibushi follows, and Zack Sabre Jr. counters the Kamagoye into an armbar and transition it into a triangle. Ibushi powers up, and he hits the set-out powerbomb for a two-count. Zack Sabre Jr. counters the Kamagoye again, but Ibushi hits the straight jacket German suplex for a two count. Zack Sabre Jr. counters Kamagoye for a third time, and he gets a leg lock and transitions until orienting with Napalm Death. Ibushi fights for the ropes. He can't make it, and Kota Ibushi taps out. Zack Sabre Jr. is your winner. This match ruined a lot of people's brackets for the tournament because we all like, oh, he's Bushi's finally signed. They're going to go fully with him, and it's like, no, we're not doing. We're we're not we're not doing that. We're not going to give away another. Uh, we're not going to give a Bushi versus Tanahashi in like the early runs of New Japan Cup when that's the type of match we can make. A lot of money off of main eventing shows. No, we're not doing that. We're saving that match. And no, we're not going to lead to Okada versus Ibushi after we've been saving that match for almost five years. About five years. If you don't count a Tiger Mask W match, and a Tiger Mask W match was about two years. So it's still a fresher match right now. So, New Japan don't burn away big-time matches. So, anytime when people are looking at these type of tournaments, always kind of keep that in the back of your mind. That's that's why you if you haven't seen Naito versus Jay White. That's another match they're saving. Those <laughs> two don't even get in each other's past. They don't even come on on each other. They're doing that for a reason. So, <laughs> for, like, certain stuff, you got to just kind of, like, keep that in the back of your mind. So. Yeah, this match blew up blew up my brackets and a lot of people brackets. It was an awesome match, and I mean, Jack is Mister 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 New Japan Cup because he, he ain't lost yet, bro. And he's like what six and zero. Oh? He has not lost one match at, at, during his tenure in New Japan Cup. And the way I'm looking at it right now, I don't see them have him losing to the next opponent. Which is Tanahashi. I don't really see that. What I see is him beating Tanahashi. Well, hold on, hold on, save it, save it, save it for the review. We got some. We, we, we got we, we got a segment for that. All right, all right, all right. Go ahead. But but yeah, this match was awesome. Yeah, I love this match. I am a huge Zack Saber Junior fan because, uh, like I was trying to uh, explain to Dee Dee when she was kind of 
trying to figure out why she likes Matt Riddle but doesn't like um, Rhonda and uh, Shayna Baszler. And I was trying to kind of explain to her that kind of Zack Sabre Jr. style and like guys like Kyle O'Reilly, it's kind of what wrestling kind of should have transitioned into. But mm-hmm. instead, it went the other way with the cruiserweights and the high flying and, the you know, that caught everybody's attention. And it went away from the continuing evolution of the mat wrestling. And, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. is just that. He's that he's that bridge. I think that link between where wrestling was that I grew up with to a hybrid of wrestling, MMA, you know, and martial arts kind of all in one thing together. Yeah, I'm, that's true to a degree, but Dean Malenko, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, even though they can fly and do all that crazy stuff, they're some of the greatest technical, like, in-ring people in the history of wrestling. So. Right, but but I'm saying as far as, like, how Zack Sabre Jr. is, like, a submission wrestler, which is more in line with the MMA match. Like, you know how, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle, and you're kind of like, oh, I kind of see that in MMA. I see more MMA in his... Wrestling than actual wrestling. Sometimes. I think that his style is more reminiscent of World of Sport in the Europe right. and how they they did it back in the day before right. we even existed. Like this right. is stuff that William Regal talks about and kind of like schools people on to a degree. Right. It's like you no, know, the people that learned who searched out the World of Sport type of style, that submission based technical strong. Yeah, is like is like um like American Dragon Brian Danielson um. Coke abandoned. Yes, Coke does comedy, but Coke Coke can go technically if he needs to. Um, I think I think Nigel McGinnis used to have some of that. I mean, he had he had the brawling, but he also had technical stuff. Not maybe like submission strong like the others, but he had it. So it's it's been like that's just in the history of Europe style wrestling. Like Fit Finley is also another example who could um he he had the striking like. Striking style, brawling and whatnot, but you also could do that submission style of wrestling. I mean, when I say I'm fit Finley, of course I'm talking about David Finley's father. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's usually the Europeans were the best at that. It's this young man named Kid A from Spain who is amazing technical wrestler, and I hope he gets to like New Japan or just gets more shots outside of his his, his own turf of Spain. Like it's a match versus him versus um Zach last year. That was one of the best matches last year. It's on YouTube. If you look for that Kid A versus um Zach Saber Jr., you can also look for um Kid A versus Ricochet, I think from two thousand seventeen, I believe, that I've heard good things about. So yeah. Always got a good YouTube link or two for us every week, Anwar. I appreciate that about you. <laughs> always something to watch on board like what did Amor say to go watch oh, let me go check that out <laughs> so speaking of Colt Cabana he gets to face off against Yano Colt Cabana and the ref find Yano is hiding rolls of tape Colt Cabana hits the head scissors and he sends Yano to the floor for some brawling Yano finds more tape but Cabana steals it Back in the ring, Yano undoes a buckle pad, but Colt Cabana has has it, and then uh, Yano has to go get another one. So they toss a turnbuckle pad back and forth, and Yano gets the cradle for a two count. Colt Cabana blocks the low blow, then Cabana counters into the Superman pin, and Colt Cabana picks up the win. Man, 
what in no world did anybody saw see Colt getting all this far in the tournament. This is pretty freaking crazy, man. But I'm ha- I'm I'm happy for him because like I never expected Colt to ever get to New Japan and the fact that he got there and is doing well because he's like kind of a known dude in Japan because he's done a bunch of tours in other companies. It's just he's never gotten to New Japan. And it's just I'm I'm happy for him to have this opportunity because Colt's a good dude. A lot of people who's beaten off this podcast game, it wouldn't be no podcast game if it wasn't Colt because he was one of the first people doing this shit. Real talk. I was I was listening to Art of Wrestling way back in the day. Then everybody got a podcast, but don't ever sleep. Colt was the first originator in this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Gotta pay much respect to the Art of Wrestling, uh, which was I definitely listened to a lot of my uh, first wrestling podcast for listening to Art of Wrestling, Colt Cabana, interviewing my favorites that he got to meet in his independent travels. So definitely big up to Colt. This was a comedy match supreme, man. This was good stuff, you know, little levity, you know, right before the main event and the final quarterfinal match that we saw. So I liked it. And uh, like you said, good for Colt. I'm glad that he's, you know, getting the love in New Japan. This is definitely a dream that he's had and he's in the big time. Before like we move on to the main event, I would definitely ask people to go back and watch Osprey go to Ishii versus Okada to Gucci and Yoshihashi. Cause man, that was some type of match. It's just, it was, it was leading you to what's what potential like Yoshihashi. Cause he showed a lot of fire in this six man and, he was not bowing down to Ishii, so and it just shows like Ishii bringing out the best out of people, and it's just like, and and, it, and they also like took good care of Goto in the end of the match too. So it's a lot of cool things in that match. So I would advise people to like check that out. Match, don't skip that match. Final quarterfinal match: The King Minoru Suzuki faces off against Sonata. They trade strikes. Sonata hits the Saito suplex, and that gets a two count. Sonata hits the backbreaker, heads up top, but Suzuki cuts him off. Sonata then moonsaults into the skull end. He drops down, and he wraps his leg around Suzuki. Suzuki rolls through and attacks Sonata's knee. Sonata reapplies the skull end, but Suzuki again goes back to the leg until Sonata applies the skull end again. Suzuki counters out again, only to find himself back in the skull end. Sonata now heads up top. The moonsault connects, and Sonata gets the pin over Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, man, that was that 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 brought that uptown funk. <laughs> it was a good. It was it was it was much it was much better than their previous match at earlier in the year, which was a good like prelude to their tag match, which was pretty good. So this was this was a good match, man. I mean. Even Sonata had his little promo at the end before he ghosted out. That was that was that was funny too. It's a good match, man. Good match. I was very interested to hear what your thoughts would be on this match. If you thought Sonata brought it, if you felt good with his effort. Because- yeah, he yeah, he, he did a he did a good job. He did a good job. I'm not saying it was the greatest thing ever, but he did a good job. I'm not going to take that from away from him. 
Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Minoru Suzuki is one of my favorites. Always. Um, too bad for the young boy that caught that. that oh, man. You tore them up. <laughs> I felt bad for them. God damn. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's always a rough situation. When that was, was this the match where he was staring at the cameraman and it felt like he was staring at you at home? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Oh, man. That, that was creepy, man. <laughs> That's the man. So this is the WrestleCast. We're being brought to you this week by Amazon.com. Go over to CSPN.us. Help keep the podcast free by clicking on the Keep Our Podcast Free tab at the top of the page. Click on the Amazon link. Do some shopping. Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthday, springtime. There's a whole bunch of reasons to do shopping. So help keep the podcast free by shopping through CSPN.us and Amazon.com. So our semifinal matchups, we're going to have, well, not our semifinal matchups, our next round matchups. We're going to have Yoshihashi versus Ishii, Will Ospreay versus Okada, Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr., and Colt Cabana versus Sonata. So we'll start with Colt Cabana and Sonata. Colt Cabana, if this was March Madness, is definitely the Cinderella story. Does his uh mm-hmm. does his story come to an end against Sonata in this round? Yeah, this is this is where the, the your dreams just punished and crushed. This is it. No more, no more Colt. Cinderella. Done. It's over for you. Bye. <laughs> Yoshihashi, the guy who's been so close but could never get over the hump. He's going over to take on Ishii. Is this the year that Yoshihashi makes it into the deeper rounds of the New Japan Cup? I watched this match this morning, so oh. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell you how that turned out. Oh, but you have inside yeah, but, information, but, but yeah, but that match was awesome. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, that match was awesome. That's what I'm going to say on that one. <laughs> All right, now the two matches are going to get the the highest profile. Will Osprey? Uh, you probably watched this match too. So Will Osprey yep. faces off against Okada. Is this the um? Is this the first time they wrestled each other? This is their third time facing each other, I believe. The first time was in 2015 when like Okada came back and raved for him and recommended New Japan bring him over, which they did. And the other time that they wrestled one on one was at the um the anniversary show last year oh, where they yeah, main evented it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. so yeah, it's like like the last two years, like um. Osprey has been in the main event of anniversary show. So, like, yeah, this is their third time. Um, I'm going to have to rewatch this match, but I enjoyed it. And, it's, and the overarching story of the match, like, it has valid for now in the future, the, the way it was, the story was told. And it was a lot of cool stuff in the match. I'm going to tell you for a fact that, like, 
ROH really did a disservice by by like running their mouth, and it and that's probably one of the reasons that it, it kind of took away from the match because I kind of had a even before the match, even before the news that they did drop, like I kind of like I already had in my bracket where things may go, but you know, like when things interfere with your viewing proper, like watching, and it kind of messes things up, like. Like like this tournament, like but Kenny going on um wrestling observer and just kind of basically giving away like the booking plans. That that kind of like it's, it was kind of how I felt with this match somewhat, but this match is pretty cool. I think I need to watch it again, and I probably like it even more. But I, it was really good. I mean, it just it wasn't probably what I expected it to be. I don't know. Sometimes you watch things at not at the right time, so it might just be that for me. Our final matchup, the ace goes up against Mr. New Japan Cup as Tanahashi goes up against Zack Sabre Jr. So what do you see in your crystal ball for this match and who's going to win? Uncle Dave made a point, and I can't really knock it, but I'm not going with Uncle Dave on this. I, I think... um. Zack Sabre Jr. continues on and eventually like either he is is either him or Sonata going forward and I kind of see like I see like um Zach taking out Sonata again and then it's him and then it's versus Okada versus um Okada versus him maybe Okada versus him late um so it, that story that they're telling that as great as you are, um, Zack Sabre Jr., you maybe missed a march. You still you can beat all of the big four, but me, but you still can't beat me. And I'm that one person that you have to overcome. So I kind of see that story. But I kind of do. I, I wouldn't be mad at what Uncle Dave said. Like, basically, Sonata versus um, Tanahashi is a, probably, is a bigger, more important match because of their shared... Um, Lineage being trained by Muda and whatnot, and like Tanahashi standard level as one of the greatest wrestlers ever, and one of the like aces of the, of the company. So it would mean more for like Sonata to beat Tanahashi in that situation and go forward. But hey, man, anybody who wins this match, we're going to get a pretty good match the next match. So that's all that matters to me. <laughs> but I kind of want to see Zach keep winning though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this match big time because, uh, like I said, Zack Sabre Jr., I'm a huge fan. And then, you know, Tanahashi, man, every time you get the chance to see him wrestle, you know, just take it in for what it is because, you, you know, maybe two or three more years max and you're not going to be able to see it anymore. So, And he's still putting on great matches. He's not at the level he was four years ago when I first saw him. But, you know, I didn't get this chance to see him in 2008 either, so. You know, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. my my frame of reference is pretty limited in itself, but mm-hmm. I, I you know I'm looking forward to these matchups. These four matches are definitely going to be fun. They're all going to be different, and that's what I like about New Japan. They all have a different flavor, a different feel, mm-hmm. um, and it, the the variety definitely keeps me coming back and keeps everything fresh. So, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So, and Walter, there's anything, anything news-wise or any rants that you'd like to uh, express? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give recommendation 
even though we are on we're doing this new Japan like stuff and giving the spotlight on this podcast, do yourself a favor and go to YouTube and like find note pro wrestling Noah's like first like free stream. They broke the matches up. It's on their on their, on their ch- YouTube channel. Just like watch the matches, and I'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy most of them. I would recommend um, I would recommend the most out of those matches from that like last Sunday to watch is um, Goshi Ozaki versus um, Goshi Ozaki versus who was it? It was Go versus Subiero. So, like, go watch that match. That was one of the better matches I've seen this year. Um, search out the main event tag team with the, like, I think it's Katamiya and Keno. Keno is one of the best young wrestlers in the world. So, if you have time, look up matches with Keno because that guy is awesome. And he's got, I just, man, he's one of the better dudes. Um, so, it's, it's those two versus 50 Funky Powers. You will you will know it's them because it'll be an awesome dude in the match with an Afro and his name is Moment Yon. <laughs> and his Afro is ridiculous. He's awesome. Um also look up look for um Murafuji's match versus um Yoshu, I think it was um I forgot his last name, but he was he was a former ace of junior division and Noah like early on and is a current tag team champion, I believe. And was really strong in all Japan back in the day. He came in with like, like some of the initial people that left all Japan for to form Noah. So look for that. Those three matches. Um, expand your horizons wrestling because there's a lot of awesome stuff out there. You just got to go out there. And if you're looking for like women wrestling, probably look up Stardom and um, Tokyo Joshi Pro via DDT. Because if you have DDT membership. You get access to DT and Tokyo Joshi Pro, so you get like you get you get a lot of stuff for like a little bit like like a really good price point. Like I need to go back and watch some of those, but um, yeah. And if you need some advice or like about like like Japanese wrestling, I know stuff, but I know other people who know more than me. So I would say um, just be nice when you ask them questions. Um. Ask at Wolf Rattle on Twitter, like New Japan stuff, and if when he pops in, he'll like give you like, like he'll lead you in the right direction because he's been leading me in the right direction for like um, I think like 14, 15 years. <laughs> so like I I knew stuff, but I know more stuff because I know him. So that's one person, and that's all. That's all as far as me being long winded and giving recommendations. So. Where are we going now, Don? What you got? What you got? I don't really have anything. Who you got? Who you got? <laughs> I don't really have anything as far as uh, matches that I've been watching. I haven't really, I've been working, so I haven't really had a chance to just kind of freelance. Don, 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 Don. Yes, sir. If you were really like, if you were really cruddy, dude, you would like pretend to be sick and just come and hang out and go to New Japan <laughs> in, in, in New NYC and and then, then go see like, and then go to um like first you would you you play hooky two days in a row, and you would go see next takeover because that card looks ridiculous, my my dude. 
Hold on, no spoilers. That card looks ridiculous. I'm not giving you no spoilers, but I'm telling you, that takeover card looking real good. I'm like over here using Jay's strategy, waiting, waiting, just looking at them tickets. <laughs> but it's like I'm, I'm. It's hard for me to like keep holding on, but it's like. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna uh, whatever I pay to get up in that get up in that build. It's gonna be worth it. Like, red, yeah. If you wasn't, if you was like a more cutthroat person, those are two events I would not try to miss, my sir. <laughs> yeah, man. Next year is when I'm gonna try to look to be more active. I'm going to something. I'm going to. SummerSlam in Canada or All right. WrestleMania or, or um, no, Royal Rumble is going to be in Houston. So, oh, yeah, wow. I'm going to try to make... Houston's fun, man. Houston, I hear great things about Houston. Yeah, I'm going to try to make something major uh, a big priority. Yeah, man. Can't just be working all the time. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so, man. So, yeah, I would just say go back and watch Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kota Bushi. Go back and watch Lance Archer versus... Um, you know, the same things you said, Lance Archer versus Will Ospreay. You know, I thought those two matches were, were high level. Will Ospreay is becoming more of a complete wrestler, not relying so much on the, the high flying. It's still in there, but, you know, he's showing you some variety and, and not solely being just a, a, a flippy floppy guy. So I'm digging <laughs> it, man. I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, man. So at this point, any shout outs and thank yous you'd like to give to the listeners? Uh, shout out to Madam Lizette. Shout out to Jupiter Julep. Shout out to What Sleep Though. And that's all, folks. <laughs> well, I'd like to thank Anwar Starwin, as always, for joining me here on Cast a Strong Style. I'd also like to thank everybody who listens to the WrestleCast, everybody who listens to Cast a Strong Style, everybody who follows follows us on Twitter. If you don't follow us on Twitter, follow us at Cast Strong Style. Also use the hashtag Cast of Strong Style when you are tweeting about watching New Japan live events on New Japan World. You'll definitely see our tweets with that hashtag on them and you can follow our thoughts and our commentary with color. Uh, you can follow Anwar Starwin on Twitter at Anwar Starwin. You can follow me on Twitter at Don DeLorente. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon page for extra content. Become a CSPN Backstage Pass holder, $3 a month. You'll gain access to all our exclusive content. Have pre- and post-show conversations from the WrestleCast, Cast Strong Style. There's videos and different things up there that you can definitely check out. We have almost close to like 70 posts of just exclusive content up on the Patreon page. So please uh, consider supporting the CSPN and the show by becoming a patron over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. So for my co-host and Ross Darwin, I'm Don DeLorente and this has been cast of strong style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.